This is part two of Fresh or Frozen from Possum Harding Adventures. Last episode, while visiting the Côte d'Azur in France, Possum and Precious witnessed Neely Cairo probe deep into Ding Dong's fertile mind. Meanwhile, Melanie Daniels and Taylor McQueen whipped up a salad dressing that was sure to be a hit back home, and wholesome Buster Lee was having breakfast with the nefarious Matthias Crane aboard his luxurious submarine. Now join Possum and her posse in part two of Fresh or Frozen. You're listening to Possum Harding Adventures with Jupiter Gadsden. Turning to Nicolina, he poked her ribs, saying, Don't you have unfinished business, my love? Nicolina nodded. Be off with you. She went away. Turning his attention to Buster Lee, Matthias smiled as though he was about to eat a newborn lamb. Buster Lee stood up. Crane bit his lip and hovered his insect-like fingers a quarter of an inch away from Buster Lee's neck. Did he hurt you? said the macabre millionaire. I don't know what you mean, said Buster Lee. I think you do. But enough of this. Shall we go? Buster Lee nodded and walked out of the dining room down the hall. Buster Lee changed. He wore neoprene before. Once suited up, he opened the air valve on his cylinder. Sea turtles, swordfish, sharks, and dolphins, all spectacular in their own way. This morning, Buster Lee would see nothing that neat. After three inhalations on the regulator, Buster Lee felt dizzy. He saw stars. He keeled over and blacked out. Surprise, Buster Lee. You've been snowed. His scuba tank carried no oxygen, but rather was filled with sleeping gas. On the other side of the change room, Matthias's thugs waited. When Buster Lee blacked out, the goons burst in, ripped off his wetsuit, and dragged him unconscious down a flight of stairs to a cage. His pale body was bruised. The cage was awful. It was teeny and inhumane, like something out of a Chinese traveling show. Speaking through the intercom, Matthias's head goon, Quan, said, We'll have the rest of the Harding party rounded up by midnight. Excellent work, Quan, said Matthias. Once people see Possum Harding and her hero friends frozen like fish sticks, they won't fear cryogenics. Muting the intercom and looking at Buster Lee's skinny black and blue torso, Quan said, Ugly Americans, serves them right. Back on land, Ding Dong was in a tizzy. He ran back and forth, zooming around and around. Buster Lee was gone for an hour. Where could he be? Set back an eighth of a mile from the main road, surrounded by ten formal gardens inspired by Versailles, Club Ellsworth was an 80,000-square-foot mansion of 15th-century splendor. There were high ceilings with elegant chandeliers, endless halls, beautiful rooms, festooned in rich tapestries and priceless rugs, and hundreds of oil paintings depicting a lifestyle of squandered royalty, fox hunts, beagles, and rabbits. Behind the mansion was a 20,000-square-foot wrought iron and glass nursery, home to thousands of heirloom orchids, some dating back to the Ottoman Empire. The greenhouse, as it was called by the English, was one of the great treasures of France. It had to be seen to be believed. 
In 1977, Club Ellsworth was typical of the high-end club scene on the French Riviera. Like many establishments of the time, the club never closed. Cigarettes were inhaled like candy, champagne flowed like Niagara Falls, and the paparazzi snapped pictures of the beautiful people without end. Look, there's Andy. Is that Diane? I met Mick in the washroom. You get the picture. In the grand room, a servant flicked a switch, the drapes closed, the lights dimmed, and the room fell dark. The crowd scrambled for seats. On the bar, beside a 35-pound portable videotape machine, sat a huge color TV set. Hello, hello, mesdames and messieurs. Big things start small. Crane Industries invites you to see the future. On the TV screen, we see a small bag of frozen peas. A sign says, 200 years in the future. We see a spacious, futuristic living room. A party is happening in the France of the future. Everyone is a fashion model under 21 years old. Cars float without wheels. The beautiful people live in spacious homes. They are served by attractive cyborgs, indistinguishable from their human masters. In one sequence, a bevy of gorgeous people are drinking and laughing. In the next scene, children play tag in meadows. On a beach, a vibrant young couple ride horses. In a dining room, 17 course meals are served, and everyone, without exception, smiles and laughs. There is no ennui, no emptiness, because thanks to cryogenics, we are in utopia. In the future, all disease is vanquished. Our worst fears are allayed by the science of cryogenics. The TV screen goes black. The words, sleep for 200 years, wake up refreshed, appear. Before you know it, you are floating above the Louvre. The screen fades to yellow. Doors open, and you are in a room as large as Grand Central Station. You see hundreds, no wait, thousands of silver and blue freezing chambers, each with a frosty see-through lid. Designed to hold 10,000 sleepers, the room was disturbing but impressive. Matthias says, the freezing is a two-step process. First, you eat Ambien, and for the next week, you sleep in the chamber at normal temperatures. If all checks out, we freeze you and you remain in stasis for the next two centuries. Once thawed, a person can be living in a new world of medical miracles. Next, we see a face of a sleeping child, so sweet and innocent. Behold, the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning without end. The presentation was over. Possum looked around and saw Matthias and Nicolina were gone. Poof. She looked at Precious and said, Matthias could charm a snake out of its skin. Precious replied, Where's Buster Lee? Buster Lee was born on a starry night in a teepee on a commune in Oregon called Jaipur Spice. The commune was at the end of a dirt road. When you entered, there was an artsy crafty hand-painted sign that said, Communion with other people. Enjoy the spiritual qualities of nature. Welcome to Jaipur Spice Commune. Cobbled together where the beach met the forest were a collection of teepees and ramsackled treehouses. 
The windows were made from plastic sandwich wrap. Bland lentil soups cooked in cast iron pots were standard fare. They pumped water from a well. Everyone wore patchouli oil. But there were vistas and magnificent creeks, meadows, fields, hills and mountains made by God. Jaipur Spice Commune, population 41 with 11 children, was established by Dutch immigrant Elsa Rhineland. Like most communes, schedules were eschewed, making the environment aimless and chaotic. Beginning when he was only six, Buster Lee would hitchhike to a place called Road's End and stage a simple magic show. Fraught with boo-boos and blunders, with hats but no rabbits, coins that never vanished, and floating cards that simply blew away, Buster Lee's show was, if nothing else, sweet as a scoop of ice cream. When he was older, Jaipur Spice elders banned Buster Lee's magic shows. They feared he might cast a spell on the commune. When Neely told him, there will be no more magic shows, Buster Lee burst into tears. The day after his shows were canceled, Buster Lee asked Neely about his daddy. His name was Herman, she said. Beyond that, I don't know. He's in Canada. Buster Lee went to the woods out back and cried for hours. After the presentation, everyone moved into the garden. There, among the palm trees and 100,000 flowers, were famous writers, entertainers, industrialists, politicians, and Possum, Precious, and Neely. Darting past security and clambering through the perfumed crowd was Ding Dong. Leaping and fretting, he tried to explain Buster Lee's dire circumstances. But despite his intentions, Ding Dong was a dog and could not speak. Possum had seen Ding Dong in the state before, and looking at Neely the Psychic, said, Do you think you could read his mind? Looking at the little blue healer, Neely said, I've never tried an interspecies union of the mind, but I've heard of it. Hotel Belvedere, Thursday night, room 237. Melanie, Taylor, and Matthias had just met. Having tasted the salad dressing, Matthias agreed to finance the operation. After shaking Taylor's hand, Matthias left the hotel. Alone, Melanie and Taylor squealed with delight. What were the chances of meeting the multi-millionaire investor Matthias Crane in the first place? What were the chances of getting his financial backing on the salad dressing initiative? Melanie strolled on the balcony and gazed at the Mediterranean. Holding herself, she said, there's a level of reality that we don't know and don't understand. She picked up a complimentary copy of a French version of the book, The Whole Earth Catalog. As she flipped through the inventory of Utopia, Taylor massaged her shoulders. You know, said the raven-haired beauty, looking at an illustration of Buckminster Fuller's geodesic dome, I don't feel Possum appreciates our efforts. She's like playing chess with a squirrel. Melanie closed the catalog and her eyes. Taylor continued to massage her shoulders. 
The room was lit by candlelight. A stick of sandalwood incense smoldered. Possum and Precious hovered in the background. Opening her bag, Neely produced a small flask of tea tree oil. She doused a drop on her forehead. If this interspecies union of the minds destabilizes me, call the hotel doctor, girls. Lying on the bed, ding-dong before her, Neely closed her eyes and placed her fingers on the blue healer's jaw. Do not be afraid, little one, said the psychic. Come into my mind. Precious and Possum stepped back and with their hands covered their mouths. Ding-dong closed his eyes. Neely craned her neck and said, You feel euphoria. Where are we? Who are we? We are Ding-dong. What do you see? Pain and captivity. Captivity and pain. Where are we? In a harbor, underwater, in a jail. In a jail in a harbor? How can a jail be there? In a ship? In Proteus? Help me find Buster Lee. You mean your son? Yes. Exhausted, Neely took her hand away from Ding Dong's face. Her eyes were filled with tears. She turned and looked at Possum. Go now, Possum Harding. You must save my son. The Possum Harding Adventures will be back after these important messages. you, Harry. For a minute there, you startled me. I got some pizza. Pizza? Harry, I don't have time to make pizza. Did I say anything about making pizza? It's frozen. See? Gino's. Gino's? I didn't know they made a frozen pizza. It's right there in the freezer section. You think Gino's wouldn't make a frozen pizza that bakes in 10 minutes for people in a hurry? Oh, Harry, be tender. Of course it'll be tender. I'm gonna put it in the oven right now. I hope you do, Harry. It's getting pretty cold against my back. Seventy-seven. Tell you what that seventy-seven stands for. Snow crop, frozen fruits and vegetables. Every snow crop, frozen fruit and vegetable must pass 77 quality control tests. To show you what I mean, here's Teddy Snowcrop with a package of snow crop frozen strawberries. Mmm, a strawberry sundae topped with luscious mouth-watering berries picked at the peak of ripeness and quick frozen the snow crop way. Another favorite, real old-fashioned strawberry shortcake. When you get Snowcrop strawberries, you not only get the finest, you save money too. Buy Snowcrop. The finest foods are chosen. Yeah, all the freshest foods are frozen. Buy Snowcrop frozen foods. Get Snowcrop. Snowcrop. Now, from Banquet comes. <laughs> what is it, Cynthia? What is it? Giblet gravy and sliced turkey. Yes, giblet gravy and sliced turkey, together in the most significant frozen dish of our time, Buffet Supper. Winner of three Banquet Academy Awards. Best sliced turkey. Best performance by a giblet gravy in a supporting role. Best performance by a housewife. I just put it in the oven, and by and by it was done. 
And I had a delicious buffet supper. Oh, yes, I did. Slices of turkey, all covered with gravy and little bitty giblets. Do you From the same producers who brought you Beef Stew, Salisbury Steak with Gravy. And the unforgettable chicken and dumplings comes the outstanding banquet production of the 20th century giblet gravy and sliced turkey. Color by Paprika. Now appearing citywide in a frozen food section near you. More coffee, Tom? No, thanks, dear. Try one of these Gino's pizza rolls, Brad. They're great. Okay. It's a nice party, Mrs. Clark. I see your husband didn't like your coffee. I beg your pardon? I'm Mrs. Johnson. You should try my coffee. Look, I don't know who you are or how you got into my house, but you take your coffee and leave, okay? What's that? Beats me. Do you like the pizza rolls? Wild. They taste like cheeseburgers. Mm -hmm. And these taste like chili burgers, and then over here I have uh, ham and cheese. You seem to have everything, Mrs. Clark. Ever think you had bad breath, too? No, but you do. Nice thing about these pizza rolls, you just take them out of the freezer and pop them into the oven. Please, Clark, start wearing cleaner blouses. Ah! Ah! I'll give you 30 seconds to take your blouse and get out of my house. Another Gino's pizza roll. It's a wild party. In this neighborhood, we get all the nuts. At the gift shop, Possum and Precious found a few seagull decoy hats. The French used them for grouse hunting. Wrapping a thin one-inch strap around the width of a decoy's body, the birds were worn as hats. This way, the decoy's beak was aligned with your nose. When you turned right, the seagull turned right. When you turned left, you get the picture. In the change rooms at the beach, Possum and Precious dressed in one-piece bathing suits. Wearing the seagull decoy hats, they slipped in the water at the harbor and swam to Crane's submarine. Once at the sub, Possum and Precious skulked on board and slid down the hatch like an olive in a martini. In the hallway, they hid the decoy hats behind a utility box and studied a floor plan of the sub that hung on the wall. Everything was mapped out. The engine room, the torpedo bay, the master bedroom, and the brig. Tiptoeing like a couple of cats, Possum and Precious descended a level and found Buster Lee, caged, groggy, battered, bruised, but alive. Precious signaled Buster Lee to be quiet. Shh. Possum jimmied the lock on the cage. Through a little used emergency escape chamber, Possum, Precious, and Buster Lee left unseen. Sloshing through the lobby of the hotel, the girls, wearing seagull decoy hats, were a sight to see. Buster Lee, not so much. After going to their rooms and changing, Possum assembled the team downstairs, near the checkout desk. Of course, when he stepped off the elevator, the reunion of Buster Lee and Ding Dong was emotional. Bellhops and deskmen were sobbing. Under normal circumstances, Possum would regulate the apprehension of criminals to local authorities, but this case had become, uh, personal. Who the hay didn't Tyus Crane think he was anyway? Wearing matching floral shirts and skin-tight leather pants, Taylor and Melanie stepped off the elevator. With them was Buster Lee's psychic mama, Neely Cairo. What's going on? What's all the drama about? said Melanie. 
playing with her hair. I'll explain later, said Bossom. Have you seen Matthias or Nicolina? Before she could answer, Buster Lee said, Holy buckets, Possum. I see them now. Let's get them. Imagine a chassis rattling chase scene without cars, planes, boats, trains, judo, smash bases, smacks, punches, sandbox jousting, unladylike karate chops, ungentlemanly haymaking, or muscle bound cat wrestling. No roaring sports car intent upon crushing someone like a grape. It's a dramatic climax with no gunfire, silencers, car crashes, body slams, breaking glass, or bottles hurled. No laser beams are fired. Not even even a helicopter with rocket launchers appears. Only slashing, tackling, gouging, flipping, belting, smashing, muscle to muscle, bone to bone, where the only prize is life itself. In the mad scramble, Buster Lee ran face to face into Nicolina. Rather than scream, she tilted her head and gave him a big wink. And having longer legs, she ran off. How are we supposed to stop these guys without guns, yelled Taylor McQueen. No one had the heart to tell all-American freedom fighter Special Agent Taylor McQueen guns were not permitted in France. Unless, of course, you are a criminal or a terrorist. Not one to throw in the towel, Possum saw Matthias and Nicolina flee into the greenhouse. Follow me, said Possum. Hurry, follow me into the greenhouse. Once inside, the door shut automatically. It was a trap. Wearing gas masks, Matthias and his slugs stood at the back of the building with dozens of sleeping gas-filled tanks. Matthias gave the signal and the valves were opened, releasing the invisible narcoleptic vapor into the room. The orchids began to wilt. So, Possum, said Matthias, in the end, you and your friends will be mine. I will freeze you like lasagna and display you at the Louvre. The world will see how wonderful cryogenics are, and I will have fathered a race of super beings from Orlando, ready to do my bidding. Someone's knocking on the door. Who's there? says Matthias. Grand Prix Pizza. Did someone order pizza? While his back was turned, a voice of authority spoke. Are you Matthias Crane? said Lieutenant Renault of Bando Police Department. Matthias nodded. You are under arrest. We have the greenhouse surrounded. Move away from the door. Put your hands above your head. Anything you say can and will be used against you. You have the right to an attorney. You have the right to remain silent. The police wagon pulled away with Matthias and his goons handcuffed in the back. Sitting in the driver's cabin beside Inspector Renault was the glamorous Nicolina. Strangely, she and Renault carried on like old chums. She asked Renault if they were in a rush. If not, Nicolina wanted to stop at a pharmacy to pick up something advertised as a private little revolution that any woman can easily buy at her drugstore. The Possum Harding Adventures will be back after these important messages. Uh, having company tonight? No, I'm eating alone. Well, that's two pounds, usually enough for four. At this price? Yeah, would you care to join me? Sure. Oh, having a party? No, just us two. Uh, well, isn't that enough for four? 
<laughs> With buffet supper main dishes from Banquet, you get more than you bargained for. Madame, welcome to Checkerboard Restaurant. For dinner tonight, we have something entirely new, a choice of over a dozen delicious entrees. Perhaps Madame would like our new chicken chasseur, or the chicken a la King Royal, or macaroni and cheese, or any one of the new and delicious checkerboard entrees in your grocer's freezer. Take your husband out to dinner tonight at Checkerboard Restaurant. Psst, you only live once. Huh? Now, from Banquet comes... <laughs> what is it, Cynthia? What is it? Giblet gravy and sliced turkey. Yes, giblet gravy and sliced turkey, together in the most significant frozen dish of our time, Buffet Supper. Winner of three Banquet Academy Awards, Best Sliced Turkey. Best performance by a giblet gravy in a supporting role. Best performance by a housewife. I just put it in the oven, and by and by it was done. And I had a delicious buffet supper. Oh, yes, I did. Slices of turkey, all covered with gravy and little bitty giblets. Do you From the same producers who brought you Beef Stew, Salisbury Steak with Gravy. And the unforgettable chicken and dumplings comes the outstanding banquet production of the 20th century giblet gravy and sliced turkey. Color by Paprika, now appearing citywide in a frozen food section near you. I fly much too much to choose an airline because of its fancy meals or plush interiors. And I don't choose an airline on price because the fares are the same. When I fly, I try to fly Pan Am. You see, I'm not crazy about flying, but Pan Am is the world's most experienced airline. I don't know what that means to you, but I do know what it means to me. It was the last day in France. Tonight, Possum would be flying home to Orlando. As a parting gesture, she and her friends had lunch at Seniors, an authentic French cafe around the corner from the Louvre. As they were traveling, everyone looked their best. Buster Lee wore a biscuit-colored sport coat, a tie, white chinos, and brown penny loafers. In 1977, that's how men and young men dressed when flying. At an adjacent bistro table, sipping coffee, Melanie Daniel said, Now Matthias Crane is going to jail. We could never afford to launch a new salad dressing in Florida. Taylor and me will have to find a new idea. Glancing at her navy and red heirloom friendship bracelet, Blossom thought out loud, I wonder if there's a way to make extra cash ethically, like Jerry Lewis does. Neely commented, I imagine someday, a famous actor, will lend their name to a food and turn the profits over to charity. Next, you'll see everyone with a portable phone in the future, Neely, said Melanie Daniels. As Espresso arrived, a waiter from Morocco appeared and dropped a piece of paper beside Possum. In what has to be the oldest pickup trick in the book, the waiter, playing dumb, leaned over, picked up the paper, and handed it to Possum. I think you dropped this, madam. Having seen the trick before, Possum plucked the note from the waiter's hand and scrutinized it. She passed the little missive to Precious, who looked and raised her eyebrows. Looking at her bracelet again, Possum said, I don't think this was about cryogenics. Precious put the note in her purse and looking up at Possum said, No, it's about something else. The waiter returned with the bill and said, 
Which of you ladies is to sign the traveler's check? You've been listening to Possum Harding Adventures with Jupiter Gadsden. If you like the pod, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Google, or wherever you listen. Be sure to write a review and post on Apple Podcasts. Possum Harding Adventures musical theme written by Oliver Wickham. Incidental music by FMA.org with special thanks to Kevin McLeod, Blue Dot Sessions, Chris Sabrisky, Lee Rosevere, and Jonathan Goldsmith. Pod Planet thanks Steve and Dana Gadsden, Adam Ive, Selena Fiorini, Dave Smith, Drew Froman, Monique Kelly, and Tattoo Sound and Music. Possum Harding Adventures is written and produced by PodPlanet.org Multiverse. See show notes and biographies at PodPlanet.org. Thank you for listening.